to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Okay, you know I always say I'm so excited about episodes, but like for real, this is probably one of my most favorite interview episodes I've done. It wasn't it didn't even feel like an interview. It just felt like the, the four of us were hanging out and having a chat, which is literally what it was. I'm so excited to bring, to bring this conversation to you. I've been wanting to have the Bayer, the Bayer sister. I was pronouncing it Bayer, but it's actually Bayer. The Bayer sisters on the show for like over a year, but we finally got our shit together and got them on. And it was such a good conversation. We The topic I actually had them come on the show to talk about, we didn't even touch on. Um, so they're coming back for a part two. So this is part one. And I'm freaking so excited. I'm obsessed with them. They're freaking amazing. If you're unfamiliar with them, they are the Hormone Hype Sisters. That's what they call themselves. As Elena, Carly, and Julie. They're three sisters. They talk about their story, obviously, in the episode, so I won't talk about that. But they're the founders of Balanced Buyers Health and their specialty program called Power of Periodization. Um, and they are so amazing. Like, they're really centered around educating menstruators on how to have painless, PMS free, and predictable periods by living in alignment with their cycle and their natural hormone fluctuations, which you know we're all freaking about over here. Their content is really hilarious and relatable and personal, but it's also super educational. They have a ton of certifications. They're certified femme fertility awareness educators. They went to IIN holistic health um, school. So they're holistic health coaches specializing in hormone health. They're certified menstrual health coaches through the Institute of Menstrual Health. Um, Like they are freaking amazing. And like, obviously, yes, I have all these certifications, but they're also so down to earth. They are so much fun to talk to. I know you're going to be obsessed with this conversation. So some of the topics that we talked about today, we talked about stress a lot and like our nervous system connection and how that really like goes into our body. We got into trauma. We talked about birth control a ton and how their experience with birth control, how they had post birth control syndrome, um, how one of them, Elena, she like lost, no, sorry, Carly lost her cycle from coming off of birth control and Elena had PCOS. And it was like, it was just so relatable. And I know so many of you are going to really relate to this conversation of not feeling seen, heard, or understood by your doctors, feeling like you come up Birth control, you're like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, tapping into different modalities to help support yourself. We talked a lot about motherhood. We talked about co sleeping. We talked about what that looks like, how it's personally looking like for me and for Carly and for Elena, who are also mothers. We talked about how um, Elena did do sleep training with her first child, but how she regrets it. Like, really gets really personal in this episode. It was honestly just like we were hanging out in a I don't want to say coffee shop, but like, I don't even think we drink coffee at the tea shop. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop rambling because I just want you to listen to this episode. It's so freaking good. And this is part one and they're going to come back for a part two because it's necessary. And if you do want them to come back, which I know you do make sure you message me or them on Instagram at balance buyers at Corinne Angelica, share it on your Instagram stories. What a takeaway. If you love them, if you want them to come back, they're so freaking amazing. All the information for everything they talked about is going to be in the show notes as well. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. 
Okay, you guys, I'm so happy we finally made this happen. Like we were just talking about, I feel like I know you guys. Uh, this was, I, I was like, I asked you on the podcast like for the first time maybe a year ago or or maybe more. I don't even know, but we I finally know. got our shit together. And I'm so excited <laughs> to have you all here. So, if people are not familiar with you and they live under a rock, these are the balanced bears. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure you guys have come across their content. They're so funny. They have such educational stuff on there. I'm obsessed with them. Um, so before we get into like everything we're going to talk about, I just want each of you, because there's three of you here to just like introduce yourself so everyone knows whose voice is who and tell us like mm-hmm. how you got into your hormone journey. So whoever wants to start. I can start. I'm Elena. I'm the okay. oldest. Yes. Um, the oldest sister. And a lot of people don't even realize we're sisters, by the way. Like really they find out they're like, wait, you guys are related. And yes, we actually are sisters. We're all two years apart. And I'm the oldest. Okay. And, and who Carly, you're the middle? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Julia's youngest. Okay. Julia's youngest. Yep. Um, I'm 33. I have two little boys at home who I love so much. How old are they? Uh they're four and almost two. Okay. And wow. yeah, life is just a tornado all the time, but it's so much fun. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so, and I guess I could like, I'll do like a little brief overview of all three of us, um, to while, while yeah. I'm at. so we, all three of us grew up in Staten Island, New York. And, um, we basically played soccer, like all of our childhood, all the way through college. And so we like, that was our thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we were super used to like pushing our bodies and like performing optimally and all of that stuff. And soccer was our entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after college, we, uh, we, did you guys all go to the same college? No, uh, we all went to different colleges, but, oh, we, okay. so, but we all played soccer in college and we all had the same soccer number. That's like one of our fun facts. Oh my God. Get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was fun. Carly and I ended up playing each other a couple of times too. It was oh, a how fun. Yeah. Our coach made, like us mark each other, which was hysterical. Which I don't was, even know oh, what that yeah. means. Does that mean like block each other or something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not a sports person. No idea. Okay. That's okay. Um, but anyway, like after school, we really struggled because we like didn't have basically a coach like telling us when to show up to exercise. And we didn't, mm. we had like, we were so used to like the cafeteria, like them making our food. And so health wise after school, we were shell-shocked we didn't know what to do um or how to take care of ourselves like I remember being like I don't even know how to make mac and cheese and my friends were making fun of me for it (laughs) um so essentially that was happening and um we ended up like picking up health as a hobby because of it and when one of us does one thing all three of us do it and um so we were like clipping out like smoothie recipes from women's health. And I remember signing up for the first yoga class and going and being like, Oh my gosh, Carly and Julie, you guys have to try yoga. That was, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I remember too, we were, we would like make like, I don't even know how it all started, but we started making like healthy recipes, like out of nowhere. Like, like paleo, I made a, paleo recipes. Cause yeah, it was trendy at the like time. I made a, I made an Instagram. Do you want to eat well? And I started posting <laughs> random recipes and then Carly <laughs> made an Instagram and we were competing. We were both yeah. living at home and, there was no competition. I don't know we were what both you're making healthy recipes. And I'm like, what are we like, what are we doing? But it's just funny to think how like we started out of nowhere. It was just like, oh, there are yeah. ways you can make food. And, and it wasn't big back then. What year was this? I'm assuming like around 2015. No, yeah. It was like it was like 2014, because I graduated in 2012. And then like okay. so I, I worked for a couple of years in marketing and social media and like sitting at my desk. And I literally despised it. And I didn't feel healthy mentally like because of the job and then also like physically wasn't mm-hmm. 
didn't know how to take care of myself. So it kind of like was happening at the same time. And um, at the time too, health coaching started to become a thing. And I remember all three of us saying to each other, like, wait a second, like you can get paid for teaching people how to be healthy. I know it was, it was so, it was new though, kind of like, oh, it was yeah. not really big at the time. I didn't even believe it. I was like, wait, this is a thing. And <laughs> you can have your own business. How, how cool and how scary, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the three of us, of course we do everything together. We went through, um, we went through oh, the yeah. IAN program together mm. and, um, and then during the program, we had a lecture with Alyssa Vitti and she, for those of you, you guys know who she is probably, she's the, um, founder basically of cycle syncing. Yeah. And she, the whole lecture was about how your period was your fifth vital sign and like how hormonal birth control stops your cycle from happening and how it impacts your body as a woman and all that stuff. We had and no I, idea. Uh, I learned from her, that from her too. I remember reading that, like what? Like I had no yeah. clue. And I was like late twenties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like, I remember, so at that time, Carly and I, and I can like go through my story quickly, but Carly and I had yeah. been on birth control at that time for like 10 years. Mm. Julie, when she was younger, she went on it and didn't love it. And she went off immediately. Carly and I, like, we were like angels on birth control for 10 years, like no mm. issues whatsoever. So and crazy. we had this lecture and we were like, wait, Carly, we've been on it. We didn't even realize it was a medication. We were like, we've been on this medication I for know. 10 years without a cycle for 10 years. I don't know why we don't think of it as a medication. It's so crazy, but we, I always talk about that. I'm like, why don't we view it as a medication? You're taking it literally every single day. I know. I know. It's and so it's, synthetic. It's, it's, not, it's not like it's, it's, it's synthetic hormone. And so we were like, wait a second, this, it doesn't align with where we're moving in right. life you know, with, you know, our views and stuff on health. And so we ended up going off. And Car when I say that Carly and I were sideswiped with post-birth control syndrome, mm -hmm. like it literally hit us like a Mack truck. Because you just stopped too, right? Like you didn't know to prepare or do anything. Cold turkey, no, right. No preparation at all. And mm -hmm. also we didn't change our lifestyle at all. So like mm -hmm. quit the pill and then continued over-exercising. Yeah. Right. And, you know, Elena was Elena was like just got married. So she was getting, you know, getting fit for her wedding. So this was right. right before Balance Buyers started, right, guys? It was no, we were Oh my god, it's buyers. I've been pronouncing it wrong. Oh, it's fine. Oh, you can cares? say buyer. People people say both. But it's buyers. Buyer. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry that's for okay. pronouncing it wrong. You know what? Nobody knows because we never say it really, I think. Right. So that's fine. Buyers. That's fine. Okay. Okay. But now I know. Um, so, okay. So Carly and I came off of hormonal birth control and like we both had some similar symptoms, but different experiences. Like I had panic attacks within the first mm -hmm. month. I had never had anxiety in my life. And it was like anxiety, panic attacks, depression, mood swings. Carly was, um, missing her period for eight or nine months. Mm -hmm. And so, and I remember both of us were like, what the hell's going on here? And I found this Reddit thread. It was like this weird sketchy thread of all these women who were sharing stories about how they were feeling after coming off of birth control, hormonal birth control. And it like clicked for me. It was the first moment because nobody was talking about it then. No one was talking about synthetic hormone, hormonal birth control syndrome. Uh, post-birth control syndrome, nothing. And I remember just bawling my eyes out being like, holy shit, this is exactly what's happening to Carly and I. Yeah. And, and so we like dove into the research as much as we possibly could about what was, what hormonal birth control was doing to our bodies while we were on it for those 10 years. And also like, what is a natural cycle? What is it supposed to look like? Cause Carly was trying to get hers back. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we realized too, like, I had, I had, sorry, I had gone, I had gone on um, birth control 
at 16 because I had PCOS and irregular cycles and heavy periods. And, um, yeah. and the doctor why. said to go on it. Right yeah. Now. And um, I was going to ask, what, Carly, why did you go on it? Just contraceptive reasons? Or my just... mom, I had a boyfriend at the time and my mom was like, you're going on birth control. So mm-hmm. and I did to all I, of us. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not upset with her because, you know, our parents didn't right. know. They no, thought we didn't even know. Yeah, they thought it was the safest way to make sure that your kids don't get pregnant totally at, at a young age when they're not ready. But that mm-hmm. was why I went on it. I at the time, like I can honestly say, I I don't know how many real periods I had before I went on birth control. But yeah, wow, yeah. so crazy. I feel like it's usually right in high school, right when you get your period, your parents are like, okay, time to go on the pill because that's what everyone was doing. So it's so like, normalized. It was so normal. So we genuinely thought that that the second you get your period, if you're not on birth control, it's like you're weird. Yeah, it's so true. I was like one of my only friends that wasn't on it. I just, I don't know. I don't, I never, it just, I just, I went on it like once in college um, because I didn't have my period regularly. It was coming like three times a year and then it went missing for a full two years. But my doctor was like, you're fine if you just get through a year, but if you want like here, go on birth control. And I think it was like low estrogen and I went on it for like a month. And I, I just did not like it. I feel like I was like puffy and I was like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, I'm just going to stop it. And that was like it for my like birth control experience. But most people, especially people I work with, I'm sure if you guys too have been on it at least a decade, like minimum. Yes. And like your, your, I think we did a post on this, like your cycle as a woman doesn't mature. It it could take 10 to 12 years to mature. So if you're only have, you have a period for like four cycles as a 16 year old, What's your cycle going to look like when you come off it's when you're 27? Insane. It hasn't, didn't even get a second to mature. Yeah. It's come into itself. And you don't even realize that like, you're not having a cycle when you're on birth control. Like you think like, oh, but I'm getting it. Like I'm getting mm-hmm. my period now, but like, no, mm-hmm. you're actually not. It's and so crazy. And people still think that now too. Yes. It's insane. Yes. It makes me, it makes us sad, but that's why we're all here trying to educate and help. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you I, have PCOS, Elena. Yes. Okay. Yes. I had PCOS and my periods were like, they come every like either two weeks or every five weeks. And I had a long-term boyfriend at the, that point too. Mm-hmm. And so it was scary, like about like, you know, right, you don't pregnancy, know. like all that stuff. And I, when I went to the doctor, it was confirmed. Like I had the, um, the cysts on my ovaries and the irregular periods and um, like high testosterone. And uh, so I went on it for that. And I think when I came off, like all of those symptoms, they were coming back with a vengeance because all they were all ma- they were masked for all those years. So like oh, yeah. when I came off, I was like, okay, what is even PCOS? I don't even know what it is. Cause I never, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was dealing with that. And then um, Carly, you can speak to your like amenorrhea post pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I came off the pill, I actually dealt with, I was over exercising. Hey, Carly, say like, say who you are quick. Like you're I ruined it. I ruined it. I'm so sorry. Okay, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> well, I guess Carl, you could say, I guess you're you have you're you definitely have postpartum, whatever. <laughs> so okay. you are. Carl, like, <laughs> I literally ruined it. You did not ruin it. It's a four-ring <laughs> circus. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm the middle sister. I'm Carly, and I have I'm six months postpartum. I have a little girl named Tatum, and I live with my husband, like right down the road from Julie and Elena. So and cute. Uh, when I came off the pill at the time, I literally like I did deal with anxiety and depression too, like Elena did. But specifically, I actually gained like 20 pounds after I, the pill. Yes. Mm. And I think it was because I was doing hit workouts every single day. Like yeah. I was always in the gym. I was under eating. I, I was binge eating also binge eating because mm. restricting and then overeating. Mm. And 
honestly not supporting my body in any way, shape or form. And I remember I was like, of course, trying to learn as much as possible about treating my body. Right. I was watching, I saw a functional medicine doctor and all everyone was saying like, you need to literally like manage your stress, slow down, like nourish your body. Cause you're undernourished. And it wasn't until I sprained my ankle at soccer wow. that I, and this was like eight, nine months after it wasn't until I sprained my ankle at soccer that I actually like did Pilates and yoga and slowed down. Like I stopped mm. doing workouts and, um, I went to my doctor and I was like, I still don't have my period. Like what, what's, what's going on. And she said to go back on the pill, but I was like, no, I, I want, I want, you know, I want to make sure she also thought I had ovarian failure. She was like, <laughs> yeah, just a quick side note. Wild. Yeah. Quick side note. <laughs> And I said, I really want to make sure like I can work on this on my own and not rely on the pill. Like I want to just like go back. Let me go back yeah. to work and like really work on it. Yeah. And said, well, your uterus is paper thin. So like if you if your period doesn't come back in a month or so, like, please, let's work on this. So I went back home and I really, really, really dedicated time. I was like, now I have to be serious. Like I can't just right. like, continue going back to my old ways. I sprained my ankle. I have to slow down. Uh, a month or two later, I went back to the doctor and she said my uterine lining doubled in size. Wow. So I, and it's that quick. I was like, oh my gosh, I what I'm doing and what I'm learning is really working. And mm-hmm. that, for no one, for everyone listening, when your uterine lining is growing, it means like your, your hormones are doing what they're supposed to do. Your estrogen is like helping your uterine lining grow. Mm-hmm. And it means that like, I'm likely to get a period at some point. Mm-hmm. So then like by 11 months, I finally got my first period. And I remember calling Elena, like bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I got my period back. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's so exciting. How old were you then? Yeah. I was... In you, were my like 20s, 20s, I, you were like 26, Carly, because I remember I was 28 when I was going through it. Okay, crazy. yeah. You know, I feel like so many people, they like celebrate not having their period or like yes. being on birth control. So like people are probably like, oh my God, that's amazing that you don't have your period because you're not dealing oh, with the symptoms. People always like, said that to me. Yeah, like <laughs> you're not dealing with the PMS, the symptoms, all that stuff. Meanwhile, it's like you need a period to like... Yep conceive and like just be a human and I was so excited because I was like I have my period I can finally cycle sync I can finally abide by like where my hormones are at and really change Mm -hmm. my diet and lifestyle and then from there ever since I started doing that according to my cycle I've been having predictable 28 day periods they're painless they're they're honestly like a dream to be honest compared to what I used to experience so it's just so crazy like I I I'm so grateful I went through that because it's totally, allowed yes. us to learn and help teach other women. That's true. Yeah, it's possible, you know, to have that too. And yeah, yeah you have business around it. That's yes. like how I always view it too. Um, I just wanted to say too, like I before you bef- in those eight months where Carly was waiting to get her period back and I was having those panic attacks and trying to like manage what was going on and figure out how to support my body post-birth control, we were um just really struggling because every doctor we went to before we went the functional route made us feel like we were conspiracy theorists. Like we brought up like uh-huh. it's the birth control. It has to be the birth control. It does X, Y, Z. Like, can you please test our hormones? And they just dismiss you. I'm talking doctor after doctor, looking at us like we were crazy, telling us just to go on antidepressants, telling us to go back on birth control. So and sad. we felt like, so there were so many mo- moments where, you know, we were bawling our eyes out, feeling defeated. And then we equally had those moments where we were like, no, fuck this. I'm listening to my gut. Mm-hmm. Something's up. 
and I'm going to fix it myself. If no one's going to help me, I'm going to fix it myself. And that's what like, kind of like lit the fire for all three of us to make sure that no woman feels alone in that anymore. Like, yes. and, Amen. like they're making it up and that's yeah, I'm sure you feel literally every too. day. Yeah. That's exactly. Because, and especially then, like now there's so many more people talking about it. Thank God. But mm-hmm. then there was like, nobody really talking about it. Like you weren't like talking about your period on social media. Like no, when it no, first no. came out, like no one was talking about that. And I remember being so scared to like, talk like first of all just to go face the camera I was like shitting my pants I look back at stories I'm like how embarrassing but like also whatever it's like it felt what it is now but (laughs) yeah um but it's like I remember thinking the same thing like I want other people to know that like they're not the only one that are having like chin hairs because of their PCOS and like you have tweezers in your car like so do I like this is like (laughs) stuff that like we need to be talking about how you could heal it and stuff and all Mm -hmm. that so it's so yeah it was just that's so crazy that it, you were just so dismissed by all these doctors and every, anyone could connect with that. I'm thinking any single person who's listening to this has felt that way in some way, shape or form, whether oh, it's yeah. with getting pregnant, getting your mm-hmm. period back, getting all birth control, like whatever it is. Um, okay. Yes, so Julie, tell us your story Who and who yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Julie. I'm the youngest. I'm 29. I don't have any kids. I'm engaged though. And also she's the best auntie in the entire world. She has so much love for these kids. Being an aunt's the best. Yeah. Being an aunt's the best. It's crazy. My heart. You're newly engaged, right? Yeah. We got engaged in June. So hopefully getting married soon. We don't know yet. Congratulations. (laughs) So exciting. Thank you. Um, So my story is not as intense as Elena and Carly's. So like similar to you, I was only on it for, I think it was like a year or so. Like, I had a boyfriend and the second I got my period, I finally got it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I have to go on birth control because that's what everyone else is doing. And that's what our mom made us do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not her fault. Like Carly said. Um, so I was on it for like a year. I think it was the same one. Low. What is it? Low, low estrogen. Yeah. I think it was that one. Cause they were like, this is the lowest one. Yeah. Like it's totally fine. I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? I know. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, sure. What is this? I have no idea. And I, I didn't even like, ask. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would go to the gyno and she was like, okay, we'll put you on this one. And our gyno was actually, she was, she was, I loved her. She was a badass. Like she was great, but she put me on that. And then I noticed kind I just felt so weird. I didn't feel like myself and I didn't, and I didn't even know at the time. Like, it's just crazy to think back when I'm like talking out loud about it, like this pill, you have no idea what it's doing to you. And I just had this gut feeling and I was like, I feel weird. I feel mm-hmm. off. Let me go to the guy now. So this is like six months later or a year later. I went to her and I was like, this is what's happening. Cause you know, you go for your yearly checkup. Right. Ask like, how are you feeling? And I would just tell her, I'm like, I feel weird. I want to come off of this pill, even though at the time, literally no idea what it was even doing. Yeah. Like, so okay, nice. let's try you on a different one. So then we tried one other dose, like some different one. I can't remember. Tried that for like three more, three months. And then I hated it went to her again and I was like, I'm coming off. That's it. And she honestly didn't really fight me. She was like, she was like, okay, if you don't want to be on it, just come off of it. Elena and Carly, you guys had the same gyno. I'm pretty sure. No, but I know, but Carly and I felt so good. We had symptoms that we didn't realize until later were connected to it. But like in terms of like mood and body, like everything just felt really good for us. And we didn't even think it was so true. Like you guys felt okay. And I felt weird. So I guess it's so interesting to think about that. Yeah. It impacts people differently. Like I just knew in my gut, I felt weird. And at, you know, when you're 16, 17, I was like a sophomore in high school, you know, you're going through so many ups and downs at that age anyway. So amazing. You were like connected enough to your body to even know that like you felt off. 
Yeah. Like I fell off, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Then I came off and then I pretty much had at the time, I mean, when I came off birth control, there's a chance I was dealing with symptoms that I didn't even realize, but I wasn't on it long enough. So I don't think I was because mm-hmm. I can't really remember from when I was younger, but I remember Carly and Elena were still on it. And I kind of felt weird not being on it since everyone was on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're the youngest sister. Like, yeah. am I supposed to be doing what I they're just doing? never really talked about it. I never really like shared with my friends, whatever. So I had pretty regular periods. And then um, I didn't really have issues much until, until after, after college, when I was mm-hmm. working a full-time job, I was super stressed working like two jobs. You were, commu- you were commuting like two hours each way. Yeah. Oof. And this is, this is when balance fires existed too. So I'm 29 now. So this was like a few, we started in 2017. Yeah. When did you so, guys start? Oh, 2017. Okay. 2017. Yeah. Which that's wild. So, so it's six years ago. Wow. Yeah. So wow, I you guys were early any, to the game. Yeah. I didn't really have any symptoms that came up until after college. I was working, commuting, working two to three jobs. It was just, it was just Oof. a shit show. And I was so stressed. And then all of a sudden I started dealing with gut, like my stomach issues and I was dealing with PMS, like period. Had, yeah, Julie, your period pain was insane. Like you couldn't go to work. I remember yeah, you like sometimes I can't get off the toilet for yeah, little Sometimes I would have to call out of work and like people listening, like if you get period poops and period pains when you're sitting on the toilet, you fucking know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> it's it's awful. You feel like you can't do anything and you just your stomach is in knots. So that's oh. what I was experiencing. And it was coming out of nowhere. And I was like, this is insane. And obviously a lot of it was tied to stress because mm-hmm. stress and your nervous system is connected to gut health and hormone health. And it's all connected, which I'm sure some of you know, mm-hmm. but now since we educate people on this and we're more, you know, we know more about this, I've been able to really get my period PMS like under wraps. So I now experience painless and, you know, pain, pain-free periods, which is unbelievable. And of course, here and there, I'll have a, you know, a period that's yeah. not yeah. not perfect because that's what happens when you're stressed or if you, you're traveling. And just, they, just being a human. Just being yeah, a human but that's the not, thing. It's like, it's a direct result of what you're doing. So that's mm-hmm. like, gives so much power. It's like, oh, so I know that what I'm doing is directly felt. Like, I love when that happens with my clients yeah. where like, they'll be doing great. And then all of a sudden like, oh my God, I had like a painful period again. And we're like, okay, let's backtrack. Like, what was this month like? And I'm like, well, I was just a little bit more stressed. And I'm like, that, like we don't realize how much it impacts it, but it really does. So can you guys, you, well, let's touch on that for a little bit um, before we get into the cycle phases, because I think it's, it's more like we talk about it now, obviously with the nervous system connection and stress with your hormones. If you guys want to talk about that connection for a second, just like basically how it's all connected, how it can affect you, because it's so much easier, I think, for us to latch on to like, mm-hmm. um, okay, let me just eat and switch this food. Let me take this supplement. Like it's so much harder for us to change our actual like stress levels and what we're doing and how we're managing mm-hmm. things. But like, it is so important. So um, do you yeah. guys want to like, just like touch on that? Yeah. yeah. I feel like in the beginning, really quick, we we didn't focus as much on stress and the nervous me system. Neither. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely coming up more for so many more people because it's all connected. So yeah. I feel like we always did focus on like, if you just stop doing hit and you just eat, if you like eat yeah. healthy. Well, Cause you will see changes with that. Yes, absolutely. It's like the yeah. low hanging fruit. Right. Like exactly. 
that will make a difference. But the whole picture, like maybe you need to get some tests done and see where your cortisol levels are and see yeah. what's going on. Like you, you can just guess and assume what's going on based on how you feel, but like mm-hmm. it gets deeper than that. Like Elena, you can touch on that, like with either testing or in the nervous system and seeing other things, not just like your yeah. hormone levels too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like stress is a huge bucket. And if you let it go unchecked for years and years and years, it's going to have like downstream effects on every every other process that's like going on in your body. Um, mm-hmm. the first thing I think about is like, if you're stressed, like, and you say you're someone who like eats your lunch, like at, at While your, you're working <laughs> at your desk, like your digestion is obviously going to be complete. Like you're not, you're not going to be chewing the food properly mm-hmm. going down into the stomach properly. The stomach's not going to be producing the right amount of acid and all that other stuff like that alone. So you're not even going to be absorbing the nutrients from your food, totally. which is going to impact like your adrenals say, for example, and then, or just stress in general, if you are always in fight or flight, you're going to be overproducing cortisol all the time. And yes. then where it relates to the period, say, for example, like if you're overproducing cortisol, um, you're going to be underproducing progesterone after you ovulate, exactly. um, which is going to throw off the estrogen progesterone balance. And PMS, yeah, hello, PMS. Exactly. And like any progesterone that you are producing cortisol, I believe like it messes with the progesterone receptors in your body. So like, mm-hmm. even if you are producing progesterone, your body's not going to be able to utilize it. So again, yeah. mess. And um, I feel like going off that, I feel like that's why tests sometimes are so important. Not everyone needs to get them, but I feel like people need to see the stats right there. Like this is where your levels are at. And this is, you're so stressed. And I feel like people don't believe it. They're like, I'm not stressed. But then when you actually see some answers in your face, I feel like that helps people make a change from there. Yeah, because we have such a baseline of like high tolerance for stress. We're not tolerant, but we just like think these things are like normal Normal. to just be running, going, 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 like nonstop like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like we're talking about like functional testing, not just like a regular blood test at any time of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say too, with stress, so many people are thinking, oh, it, it's just stress about a job or stress stress about a relationship, but it's more than that. Stress is endocrine disruptors from your yes. stress is under eating or skipping mm-hmm. breakfast. Stress is the way you perceive things. Like if you're stressed about a flight, you could yeah. be way more stressed than the person next to you who's yes. not at all. So there's so many yeah. different forms of stress that, that we are not really considering. And mm-hmm. It is something we're super passionate about nowadays because it's like we just live in a modern crazy world that even rushing mm. in in rush hour is yeah yes. oh 100%. So, I was just thinking two th- two things like from modern day. Stress is also having coffee on an empty stomach or running oh. caffeine that that's just a norm. Everyone's just mm. coffee coffee coffee, right? And I was also thinking too, wait, what was the second thing? I was like coffee and then oh like just being on our phones all day long and never being over consuming. Oh yes. Yeah, over consuming information, over consuming like mm-hmm. all of that the stuff. News. The news. The news. <laughs> I refuse to watch it. I know. Our same. parents, our parents sit and watch the news. Like, oh, same. And well, they don't sit in front of it, but they have it on in the background. So it's, it's like a generational thing. Yes. Yes, it totally is. No, and it's, nowadays, it's consuming their brain. Like it's like brainwashing. Literally. Like, just, like, I'm like, do you coming. watch that at night? How do you sleep? Like, I don't <laughs> understand what you're doing. <laughs> The yeah. brains are just constantly going, going, going. Yeah. And you have a massive impact on what's going on in your body. And like, those are the things we don't think about. I love that you brought that up, Carly, because it's not just like yeah, me too. about work. There yeah. are so many other things that we 
doing that it's in our control mm-hmm. that we okay. can make changes to that way. We try to like pull from our toolkit. So like using a prana mat, the acupressure mat, like mm-hmm. going on walks, like meditating, sure you're, yeah, meditating, nourishing your body. Like mm-hmm. there are certain things you can do. And even like dealing with trauma, like we're all meeting the three of us as a company have been meeting with a, a healer, energy, an yeah. energy healer. And she's absolutely amazing. And it's just like digging deep down into like trauma and things mm-hmm. in your past that, build up and it's just like constant stress that yeah. it's just like lingering i mean are you obsessed with them like i am like <laughs> so good i just want to pause real quick to talk to you about two resources that i really know is going to really benefit you especially if you are someone who is trying to regulate your period maybe you have pms maybe you have pcos painful periods maybe you're trying to get pregnant like whatever it is the first resource that i need you to know about is a free training that i have for you and it's called creating hormone balanced meals i actually pulled this training from my signature course the mind your hormones method from the first module all about balancing your blood sugar and this one training that's from the course is going to be like one of the best things you can learn how to really master to help support every single area of your hormone health so you can have better energy better moods better sleep better cycles better fertility like this is really the foundation of it um, and i really want you to know that you have free access to this so the link for this will be in the show notes it's me teaching you how to create hormone balanced meals there's also a video of me going through my favorite smoothie tutorial so you are able to really get a grasp on this so go ahead and download that and then I also have something for you. It's a recipes guide. Um, and this is all, all plant-based and gluten-free recipes. Obviously you could tailor it to your needs, but I really wanted to make a recipes guide that were super simple recipes without a hundred ingredients. Like there's literally on average five to 10 ingredients in every single um, recipe. And it's really simple to make. Like if you're a busy mom or you're just, you know, struggling to make meals, you're like, I just don't know what to eat. That's healthy. That's supporting my hormones. That's blood sugar balancing. That helps my gut. That does all these things. Doesn't take a million years. This is why I created this. I also have notes on each recipe. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, I made specific notes of what you can shift to make sure that you are supporting yourself properly. It's so freaking good. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks. It's so amazing. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. The link for that will also be in the show notes. So I wanted to make sure you knew about both of those resources, both those things together. Oof, unstoppable. So go ahead in the show notes, download the free training, get your hands on the recipes PDF. You will thank me later. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I know you will. So let's get back to it. Yeah, well, that's up to I'm really passionate about the topic, too, because the three of us, like we have a very loving family um, and we haven't really talked about this to anybody, but like we did have kind of a turbulent childhood, Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. divorce, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the trauma and stuff that you go through as a kid and it doesn't have to be even something serious. It could be like one moment where your your mom loses her cool and she really screams at you about something. Totally, Yeah, Uh, I feel that. It, yeah, like it, it, you're wiring your brain when you're young and that is the same wiring that you have as, as an adult. And so mm-hmm. if you're not going back and you're like a- addressing all of that stuff, that's how your bo- your brain is working today and how your mind is working. So your thought process is the same. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're stuck in fight or flight as a kid with the turbulent childhood, you're going to be stuck in fight or flight as an adult. So like, that's a key. Yeah. You're not, if you're not addressing that, things might not get resolved for you like hormone wise if you're not so true and you because your body remembers too like aside from your mind like you hold trauma and everything in your body so like somatic healing doing all that stuff like breath work whatever to get it out of your body obviously talk therapy is super helpful in itself as well but like 
I really feel like the real shifts are in somatic work, like really getting it through your body. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. That's so like, I feel like that's something, I don't know if Elena does it, but like to tap into like the breath work and all that. And and some of it's for, some of it's free. Some of it's you can, you could do by yourself. So like not everything you have to pay for to like heal yourself and these tools and these expensive acupressure mats and all these things, a lot of it can be done for free, which I think is pretty amazing. Like focusing on the nervous system and healing your stress levels and stuff is yeah. accessible to a lot of people. Cause of course not everyone could afford all these right. extra, extra things. That's yeah. just like the cherry on top. Yeah. 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 Like this morning, my husband and I, we took our daughter outside and we just stood on the grass. Like that just grounding, Literally grounding, free. go for a walk on the beach, put your feet mm-hmm. in the water, get magnesium from the ocean. You don't have to buy it. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes There's we, so many, it's hard not to overcomplicate it. Um, but there are easier ways. And we could talk about this. I know we got to move on, but we can talk no, about this forever. But it's also like, once you get into it, it's just like layers. Like we've all been working on our health for so many years. So it's yeah. like, now we're at this point where it's like, we're doing this. I didn't start out doing this. Like well, I wasn't starting out doing breath work. You know what I mean? But I feel like since becoming a mom, I don't know if Carly, you can rec- like uh, connect with this, but like recently I've just been like, I feel like I need to do breath work. Like I need to just like release whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to just like let it out. And I'm like, I was like kind of blocking myself feeling like I don't have the, not that I don't have the time. I'm not making the time to go to like an hour breath work class at night because I want to be with her and nurse her to sleep and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I could do five minutes of breath work. Mm-hmm. And like, it really does help doing like little pockets of that throughout the day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I just feel like we put, we all put so much pressure on ourselves to, mm-hmm. I need to dedicate an hour to this and I need to like hit everything on my to-do list. But like, why don't we just like, yeah. simplify it? Maybe make your to-do list three things for today. Exactly. Especially as a mom, and maybe you say five minutes of breath work is is going to do wonders. One minute of it does, work. yeah, it's so, so true. Like a little goes a long way, and I feel like that adds up. And if and if you avoid it, it's like you're not taking care of yourself. You're how are you gonna? Yeah, fill, if you can't fill your own cup, like how are you gonna be able to like help your business and help your baby and yeah. all that so stuff? Real. Even, yeah. even like a, a little thing, little little things go a long way. Like it mm-hmm. adds up, yeah. and it overall. Yeah. And oh, sorry. No, no, you go. I don't know if you felt this way, and I know Elena has, but like becoming a mom, so much trauma and shit comes up for you. Like the way that you parent your child is just like things come wild. And I just feel like (laughs) it adds another level of stress. And we're already so stressed out. So specifically for moms listening, like you absolutely, like Julie said, need to be taking care of yourself. Oh, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, that's why I'm seeing an, our energy healer and mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to do the medi- meditations and take mm-hmm. time to literally, when I go on a walk with Tatum, I don't bring my phone. I yeah. need, I don't need extra stimulation. It's like, so real. That changed yeah. everything for me. Cause like when she was first, not first born, but once I went back to the business, when she was, I don't know, six, seven weeks, our walks was then I was like answering clients, like doing stuff. Cause it was like, like my time to do it. And then I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, uh, cause before her, it was when my walks were like always unplugged and I'm like, I need that to stay unplugged. Like, and going back to that made the biggest difference. Um, but I definitely connect with that, especially with just like parenting as like partners and stuff, like arguments, or whatever that come up with us. If she's, it just like so many things come up from like flashbacks of my childhood I'm like okay wait I, like, I don't want to do it this way I want to do it this way I'm like her, she, yeah, she's picking up on everything you're just like holy yeah. shit like I have to clean my to shit up 
your own like path and journey on how you're going to be a parent and you it's probably hard to maneuver and know when to like set those boundaries and stuff like it's it's a learning process for you guys yeah as you go but you know what you think want to do so it's (laughs) so I think it's so tricky it's especially hard because you're not sleeping like and even I'm still not sleeping I haven't slept since I had my first (laughs) you just get used to it like honestly I'm just like I got a four-hour stretch last night I woke up it was like four in the morning and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, oh, does she have breathing? Like, Where am happening? I? <laughs> yeah. I was freaked out. I was just thinking too, like when you're, when you're not sleeping, you're like, you're more in your raw form. Like you're, you're gonna like, not, um, like what, what's the, but you're term? not going to think straight because you're well, not, not going to think straight, but with your partner too, you're not going to like sugarcoat things. Like yeah. you, you, you have like less patience or less, like not compassion, but you're just like straight to the point yeah. more. You're just yeah. like, you're not like, no time to be like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but and that's where like the wait, shit, I have stuff to address. Like, why am I like this? And why is my thought process like this? Like, maybe I yeah. should take a look at something. So yeah. speaking of stress, that's a whole other thing that's that can add stress to your body when you're not getting enough sleep. And that's another oh thing that everyone listening could be focusing on. Like mm-hmm. going sleep before kids, go and get <laughs> I know, like please to sleep. <laughs> I used to be like at eight hours at least every single night. Um, yeah. it's getting better. It really is getting better. And I'm just like, it, I'm, we're co-sleeping. So like, it's so much easier. I'm like, I can't imagine having to get up, going in the room, getting, it, it sounds like why would that, but like, it really w- would take so much more energy to do that. Um, I don't know. Are you same still here. co-sleeping? Yeah, same here. So t- we've been co-sleeping since day one, but as she's hitting Tatum's hitting the six month mark, this is when I'm starting to notice that there's pain in my body. Like mm-hmm. it is way easier because we're exclusively breastfeeding and I can just roll over and feed her. But now it's to the point where like, if I'm not cuddled up against her, she'll, cr- she'll know and she'll cry. Mm. So it's definitely taking a toll on my body. And now Billy sleeps in another room. Mm-hmm. And for some families, like my this, husband doesn't sleep in the bed either. Yeah. Some families, this might work really well. Mm-hmm. I just, I just being a working mom, like I might want to start transitioning her to the side car crib. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this too. So you put the and crib she, next to the bed for those yeah. who don't And know she naps, Tatum naps in the crib mm-hmm. during the day. So I'm like, I know that you, you can do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's and, all about like testing it. Yeah, you like segue uh, into it. Like, of course, they're not going to sleep in your bed forever. So it's kind of yeah. like you can like segue maybe maybe test it out and see. So you put the crib next to the bed and they sleep in it and you're just sleeping right next to them. Well, I did want to say like, I love co-sleeping. It's so normal as Mm -hmm. you know, like it is biologically so natural and wonderful and normal. Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. Definitely. Like you're literally making your child feel safe, which all of us have dealt with our parental not feeling safe issues like children so I want to like be like I don't want that for my daughter I want my daughter to feel safe and loved and for Mm -hmm. me to respond to her whenever she needs me and Mm -hmm. I did want to touch on sleep training here I don't know if you if it's okay if I do oh yeah we talk about literally everything I I had did sleep training with her kids and she says that maybe explain what that means because I feel like some people don't know like cry it out method yeah like it's like not it's like non-responsive parenting so like um they cry you just let them yeah so i did it for my first who's four was that hard it was so hard because he was just like a a tough child and like so he was just like tough with everything so it just felt like another thing that was tough he wouldn't sleep Mm -hmm. and he would basically like 
if I kept, I would, I did the thing where I would come in every like three minutes or whatever. And mm. he, this would go on for hours. Like it would be like three hours of me coming in and out and oh. like, this working. So then obviously at that time I was really overwhelmed with my first as a first time mom. And I was just listening to like the pediatricians and whatever mm. they said went like co- the conventional route. And they were like, you just trust what everyone says. You're like, I'm just going to do that. Cause that's safe. Well, or whatever. Yeah. When you're overwhelmed as a first time mom, you're like, what is the right thing to do? Like you always want to know what the right thing is. Yeah. And so did that and I remember doing pride out it literally probably lasted like you I don't even want to say it like it makes me so sad like it was months of him screaming crying for like an hour in his bed and me not coming in because I was worried like I was ruining it and And Elena I remember sometimes I would stay at Elena's and I would be like go get him like and I and I remember being like like, that's not they're saying not to do it and and Elena you literally look at me and be like he's fine like I'm not supposed to like not supposed to meaning it's like no one everyone's baby is different like yeah you have to just trust your gut and I remember being like he is crying go get him and like you wouldn't I felt I know but I but I was obviously devastated like I would sit there crying listening to him crying and Yeah. yeah and then once um he he ended up getting it and then he's been like a sound sleeper like he'll sleep through the night since but I regret it so 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 much like I wish mm. I just at that point a lot of people really weren't talking about co-sleeping either like no one yeah was yeah I do want to say it's not your fault like totally there are right. pediatricians scaring moms and parents into sleep mm. training because oh, that is yeah. the right way like and I just want to remind everyone listening if sleep training is working for you that's wonderful yes but a man creates it does work for them they don't cry yeah. But a man created this idea, like, uh, which is crazy. And and I forget who actually did it. Um, We can fact check, but I want to say maybe it was the Ferber guy. But um, they I I heard this on a podcast. I I don't remember who it is either. They they also said that this guy also said, oh, baby should only be breastfeeding five times a day. Like putting a limit on how many times your baby. (laughs) Right. I just just feel (laughs) like with the modern world and since the industrial revolution, like everything's about like convenience and how can we get the baby to sleep? Because we have to work. We have to go Mm -hmm. to work and like streamlining it like that. And it's like, okay, we're not even considering our baby's biological needs, their temperament. Like Tatum doesn't have a good temperament for sleep. She doesn't just sleep. Mm -hmm. She needs she needs extra support yeah. and help. And right. can you, how can you do that if your baby is in another room by themselves, you mm-hmm. know, like, right. like crying, like, yeah, that's why I don't get why it's so, it's, I don't get, I don't, I don't have a baby. So it's hard for me to speak, but just from watching people, I don't get why it's so frowned upon like, Oh, you co-sleep. And it's like people, no. people because like, people think like, Oh, wrong. they're they're Well, first of all, it's going to ruin your marriage. And second of yeah. all, it's, they're never going to get out of your bed. You're, you're, you're babying them. Like people think like, they're like coddling yes. them. So yes. And that it's I'm like, she's a baby. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm babying her. They're so little and tiny and your stuff. They need, they need guidance. They actually I know. need you if, they, you. if you actually well, think about it. They need you to co-regulate. They can't regulate on their own. They and need- it helps me regulate. Like, yeah. honestly, right. like I feel like in the beginning, even now, like I need her close, especially those first few weeks. I was like, so anxious if she was like, even across the room, like I need her on me. Like I have right. to have her on me to like, mm-hmm. especially if we were in a crowd, I was like, I'm wearing her in. She's yep. staying on my body. If anyone, like, why are you touching her hands? I don't know why people touch baby's <laughs> hands. They put it in their mouth. Please stop doing that. But um, first of all, Elena, I just want to say also, like, thank you for sharing that because a lot of people will not talk about that and be so yeah. open about it. Yeah. Um, and I know there's someone who's listening who 
like definitely could connect with that. So like, I want to just like, thank you for being so vulnerable about that because that's so hard. Thank you so much for saying that because it is really hard. Like, and I still have days where I cry about it because like, I, I'm like, I hope I didn't. And our energy, I've talked to, I've talked to our energy healer about, and she was like, you can undo anything. Like, so so I have been working on undoing that, but, um, with our second, he is again, like Carly was saying, Tatum, same temperament. They don't want to sleep by themselves. Like he's mm-hmm. still, he's almost two and he is still sleeping in my bed. Like I put mm-hmm. him in a night in his room and he's coming in around like 11 or one o'clock, somewhere around that. And then he sleeps with me for the rest of the night. And like, mm-hmm. it is really difficult and I am not sleeping, still not sleeping well, but it, at least it feels more natural to me. Like it feels like, it, exactly. I, like as soon as he cries, I'm like, he needs me. Like, why would mm-hmm. I let him cry personally? That's just how I feel. Same. Um, and if you're so, confident in how you're sleeping with your child, right? Yes. What is the issue? Why I, if you're if you're doing yeah. it safely too, like I think a lot of um pediatricians yeah. are afraid of co-sleeping because there's all these studies done on how co-sleeping can lead to sit lead to um death, but mm-hmm. it's people who co-sleep do it by accident because they're yeah. told to do it. So they fall asleep on their chair or they fall mm-hmm. asleep on the couch and, or they're doing it drunk. You know, there's exactly, yeah, there's so many different situations where it's like, yeah. of course it doesn't make sense if yeah. you're drinking or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why like the, the studies, there needs to be more studies. How can co-sleeping yeah. something that's done all over the world, except the U S and like, the right. UK, how can it seem so dangerous? Like, what? I know I feel like it's dangerous yeah. to not have, like I'm nervous because I've been thinking, cause now she's like rolling over and stuff. So like she was sleeping in my bed in the snuggle me. And I always say like, disclaimer, the snuggle me says not to do that. So like, right. don't sue right. them, but like it worked for me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still in there, but like, she's too big for it. Like she, but she loves yeah. It's like, she's used to it. Like, and she likes it, but like, she's too big for it. But now she's rolling and she's in bed before I get in there. Like she goes yeah. to sleep earlier than I do. So now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. I, I have her in there, but I just don't know what to do at this point. It's mm-hmm. the next transition because I'm at the same space too, where yeah. rolling. So now I put no, like literally the, the bed, obviously Billy moved out of the bed. So now there's more space for her to roll. Right. And you put like, pillows. That's going to then move into maybe you need bumpers or I, this is not at all like, please do what's best for you. And always like, okay, it's just know. our personal opinions. This isn't like yeah, expert no, advice. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> but like, really like at the end of the day, I just like, like the other day I fell asleep in the curl, the C cuddle or mm-hmm. C curl. So it's safe where you can't roll on. You physically can't roll if your arm is a specific way and your legs are mm-hmm. a specific way. And I remember I fell asleep, like so cuddled, cuddled up. <sighs> and I said to Billy, I was like, anyone would tell me that that is extremely dangerous to do with my child. And I felt so confident about it. Yeah. I would never roll on her. She breathes and I wake up like heavy and I'm up, you know? Yeah. So for those listening, it's not necessarily like, we're not like bashing sleep training because it might work for someone who has to do what they have to do. Right. But but I also want people to also question it. And if they don't feel like it's right, you are right. And you can, you have many other options like co-sleeping, mm-hmm. like find another sleep situation that, that makes you feel comfortable. It's just like anything in life. Question it. Why yes. like your doctor yeah, totally. you to go yeah. back on birth control, like for vaccines, for this, for that question, everything. I mean, it doesn't, Literally. it's not weird to question things. I think that's yeah. so funny that it's like, if you do anything a little bit different, you are weird. It's like, yeah. for example, me, I don't really, I don't drink alcohol and I'm neither. considered 
weird. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is like seen as a bad thing. So it's like mm-hmm. similar, every situation, question it and defend yeah. yourself. Like who cares mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Alcohol is the only, it's like a drug, an addicting drug. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a regular thing to do. I, so wait, Carly, I need to know this because I'm in this stage. What are you, because now that she's rolling, does, do you go to bed the same time she does? Where, where does she sleep when you're not in bed? So all day she'll do naps in the crib. And then the at 6.30, she goes down in the crib. But oh, then she'll then wake you. up at 7.38. And when I get in bed, that's when I bring her into bed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to start so, doing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like for naps, especially like I love contact naps, but as I'm working, I'm like, I need her to get used to sleeping alone. Yeah. So way to practice. That's what we were doing too. But now she, which she, this entire time that we've been on, by the way, my husband's been trying to get her to nap. I hear her like <laughs> struggling this entire time. Just oh, FYI. Anxiety. Um, I know. I'm like, it's okay. Like she's fine. I'll be there soon. Um, but anyway, so she was doing really good, like in the crib for naps. And then she hit like four months and that like stopped. Like she, I would like, she would pass out on me and I'd go to put her down and she'd wake up and be like ready to party. Like yeah. it's like either walking on in the car or on us right now for naps. And I'm like, I want to start trying to put her in the crib again and mm-hmm. see like, when, I know a four months sleep progression thing is like real. So it I'm is- wondering like, when is that going to stop? Uh, I feel like they're always going through something, but yeah, I say once Tatum hit six months, like she was only napping 30 minutes before that. Oh, now okay. she naps up to two hours and it yeah. happened overnight. Like it scared me. I was like, she's it, at one point it was two hours. Checking the breathing every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. but, so like, that's like, the, that's like so parenthood though. Like, and even for me, like having a second one and going through it all a second time, you forget that everything is a phase. And like, even yeah. when it, like you're in it for a long time, it could change literally overnight to right. situation. So so even me, I'm like, when is he going to sleep in his own bed by himself? But, but then but you like, have other people, it's crazy. But, like you have other people, Lena, some of your friends who have like two year olds and they're like, Oh, they sleep through the night. And you're just like, what the heck? Like it's the most annoying question. Everyone's by the way. baby is so damn different. It's just like yeah. everyone's milk supply is different. Like every, mm-hmm. it's just like, there's no right or wrong. It's just funny though, how like everyone is so different. And it's just like how some moms really do not sleep for years. But I also just wanted to say like the pressure that people put on their parents for their child to sleep without crying throughout the night is actually absurd. Our kids are not robots. They have emotion. They're going to wake up hungry. Like we would. Yeah. Especially when I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, I woke up like three in the morning. I'm going to go have a snack. (laughs) But like when people are like, oh, is she sleeping through the night? I'm just like, I hate that question. Why is that question even a question? Like, I know. It's a newborn baby. I mean, yeah, she's an infant still. We're just normalizing this extreme. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it brings you perfection. Perfection. I want to be like, do you sleep through the night? Like, do you wake up to pee? Are you You sound asleep the second? yeah you have gas and you're gonna shit yourself in the middle of the night like that's gonna wake you up seriously it's so crazy like oh my god I'm so glad we had this conversation um it went so many different ways there's so So, many things to talk about it's crazy I know um I I don't know if you guys have the space if you want to touch on partner stuff if you don't have the space we could just like you guys could come back maybe we should have you come back and do like another episode of that because there's so much we wanted to touch on but I'm good would you guys be open to doing a part two yeah. I feel like that would be good because it's a totally different topic. We can go like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were what we were planning <laughs> listening was to not talk about everything we well, a lot of what we just talked about. We wanted to talk about 
how you can support, how your partner can support you in different phases of your cycle. Cause that's like a lot of stuff that they mm-hmm. talk about on their social media. And it's like such a cool topic, but obviously we just let this conversation go where it went. I loved every second of it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even going to tell you guys to like the listener to let me know if you want them back. I know you do. And I want them back. So let's do yeah, a let's part do two a part at some two. time. Mm-hmm. We'll, um, we'll schedule that in. So you guys could come back and talk about all of that. Um, so before we wrap this up, tell everybody where they can find you, like how you, but first of all, like, so you started this business in 2017, you said, mm-hmm. okay. That's also, cause some people listening are like building businesses, communities, podcasts, whatever. Like, when do you feel like one real quick, just so you could touch on this. Like, when did it like really start like taking off or become something where like you guys were then full time? Like, what was that transition? Cause some people are like, Oh, it like happened overnight. And it's like, it did not happen overnight. No, it did, well, definitely um, didn't happen. I'll, I remember when we hit 10 K followers and we were like, let's go. Like we were so pumped. Cause that was like, it was, you know, it took so long to get Oh, it had been, that was like the hardest stretch. I feel like the early yeah. days were the hardest, the longest, mm-hmm. the most grueling, the most like putting things out and having no response. Like yeah. we knew it was like <laughs> good info. Free. Oh, yeah, we, have done, free. we have done a million things for free. So if you're mm-hmm. someone who's like in that space right now and feeling like you're not making difference, you absolutely are. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's more important to have a slow burn because then you have people in your community who actually care about you as a person and what you're doing and like yes. what you're passionate about. And so it has been a really slow burn for us, um, but, and, and also- but, but equally as rewarding, like it's been very rewarding. All the hard work feels good in it and like it built up to where we are today. But truly, really sorry, what were you saying? At the end of the day, it's not even about followers. It's not. But I feel like what really helped us grow was when Reels actually rolled out. So Reels. Oh my God, your Reels are we, fucking hilarious. They're so good. Like, what the hell are Reels? Like we, we were doing stagnant posts. And for us now, we actually barely do stagnant posts. We Same. It takes me longer to do a stagnant right. post than a Reel. Stagnant posts are a lot of work. And sometimes you don't get enough you know, engagement. love or enough engagement. Mm-hmm. So like reels is what really helped us take off. We, and I remember when we first started doing them, we felt weird. It's always a learning curve. So like, if you're new to this, if you are too scared to post on your stories, talking to the camera or making a reel, we've all been there. Oh my and God. Yeah. yeah. We totally, even sometimes I'm like, I look so ugly. I don't want to even be on the story or, like, <laughs> or in a reel. So like, but reels is really the main thing for Instagram, I feel like. So if you want to start growing and start putting things out, just start doing reels and it could be mm-hmm. simple and then start showing your face and also just be relatable and just share your personal story too. I think just keep and your personality. Yeah. It real and sharing your personality. I feel like that's one of the biggest tips. Yeah. That's what drew me to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Same that's in you. Like you and- just, you, you can just tell you're so real and genuine. And I feel like that's the biggest thing. Cause at the end of the day, if you're, not acting like yourself, like no yeah. one's going to trust Exhausting. you. Yeah. Like, and feel related. Yeah. Carly, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like building your value and being yourself and putting, putting information out there that you're super passionate about is going to help you build your tribe. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you can want to go viral, but like you might not be attracting the right people to your totally. That's true. Like Elena said, the slow burn and slowly plugging away and getting people who are staying with you and they and they become loyal and they and mm-hmm. they are invested. Like that because that's so who your customers are going to be, not like the weirdos even, who just like find you on a viral video. Exactly. You know? and viral, even, and viral even, videos can be tough too. Like those trolls are so mean. Even if you have below like ten followers, those are ten people that potentially could buy something from you because they are following. Yeah. 
because they they want to be with you and they want to mm-hmm. know what you're putting out there. So never, never give up and just keep sh- keep showing up and be consistent and be yourself. Those you when did you guys hit the 10k? By the way, how many 10K, years ago was that? That must, Elena. That was in Newport in your house. I'll, I'll um, it must have been it. like 2000 and um 2001 oh. or 2001. Yeah, no, no, 2021. All right, 2021. Oh. <laughs> it's like when you were like in seven. It's three, it was probably like three or four years ago. It was at Elena's house it, in it was, Newport. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Like I feel. And like now you have what? A hundred. 130, 130,000. So like, that's a huge difference in only yeah, a couple of yeah. years. Like that's amazing yeah. to think about. You guys have yeah. really like built such an incredible brand and that's what it is. And now you guys are coming out with merch, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. So like, okay. So tell everybody where they can find you, what you have going on, your course, your merch coming out. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, all of that. Yeah. Okay, so our Instagram is at Balance Buyers, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D, and then Buyer, B-E-Y-A-R-S. It'll all be in the show notes too. Yeah. Yes. And so we have a website, balancebuyers.com, which we're pumped. It's actually being redone right now with all of like our new photos and everything. We need to talk about who you're using, by the way. We'll talk about that yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just rebranded too, so it looks really pretty. Oh, so gorgeous. I love it. We are, um, so our course is our like bread and butter. We used to do live versions of the course and we, we would teach 200 women at a time. Like it was wild, but now so it's self-paced. So you can go to powerofperiodization.com. Can you say that again? Powerofperiodization.com. Mm-hmm. And all of our information's on there to sign up. It's, we wanted to make it, this course is literally valued at like almost $3,000 and it's so affordable because we just want as many people, uh, as many women to learn mm-hmm. about their bodies because we deserve to learn about our bodies. Like it yes. is like something we should just know, mm-hmm. but um, we, we are really happy to put that out. And like, we have taught over 1500 women so far. So we're really so good. Excited. And that focuses on your cycle phases and regulating yeah. your period, no PMS, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like how to have, how to align your life with your cycle and how to have a painless and predictable period. That's like amazing. what we, that's what, that's the goal. And then recently, like, well, for years, we've always wanted to put out merch and we feel like we we just created shop hormonal. So it's like, we're trying to flip the script on the word hormonal as women. We are hormonal. Like that. It comes off bad. It has a bad rep. Yeah. yeah, the word hormonal has a bad rep, but we're trying to flip the script. And so we wanted to put out like relatable apparel that is 100% organic cotton because or organic materials, because that's super important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to have like funny and relatable sayings on it that relate back. I'm so to excited. Us. Yeah, so. so that's that's happening soon. That's really exciting. We just yeah. And on our account, we have so many like we all of us are putting out free content. Corinne, mm-hmm. every, everyone in our space is we're all putting out free content to help everyone. And there's just always stuff there too on our, on our page too. Oh, you have to, if you're not following them, like, what are you doing? You have to go follow them. It's so funny. So they're so good. It's honestly so educational and so pretty. Like, well, I'm like, how do you like, you're like with blue make her recipes or whatever, like all these things. I'm like, Oh my God, it looks so nice. Like, are you editing? Are you doing all that by the way? Like yeah. I make a lot, I film a lot of things just cause like I have better natural light and stuff, but it, I mean, between the three of us, yeah. it's like, we're all, we all pull, you know, pull so through pretty. and do our own thing. We try, like, we try. Certain things I do depending on like, yeah, cause I have better lighting. But I mean like you don't have a, a video editor, like editing your no, like, no, reels we, and stuff. We, yeah. No, we do everything. I mean, it's so and nice. And it's way better. Like when we first started doing our reels, they were so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Mine I, are I, still so shitty. I'm like, I don't have time yeah. for this. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I know. I was just going to say that it's so time consuming. I also just want to let you know that like, like Corinne, you've been so complimentary and everything, but like, we're also a shit show behind the scenes. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah. you think, if you think that like, as you're someone Perfect. who's just like, you're starting your business and you think it's, you're supposed to have it all together and you sit you're at your, not. Desk, like your full makeup done and like everything is so organized. It's not that way. Like having your own business no. is going to be a shit show especially if you're sharing it with your sisters. Um, yeah, that must be, that must be like, amazing, but also hard. <laughs> hard. There are no boundaries. We uh, yeah. have a filter. We had to have no problem sharing with each other when we don't like something or like yeah. each other or whatever it is. Which so, is so cool. Yeah. So it's it's so fun. Um, but yeah, just know that like things aren't going to be perfect. Scenes, it's gonna yeah, be messy. Like, yeah. It's amazing. So I'm so excited about your merch line. Do you know when the, I know you have a hat that's already out. Um, yeah, the hat, so the sweatshirts and the that type of stuff. Um, we're gonna just do like little drops every, like probably every other month. The merch in the beginning kind of takes a while because we're like getting the the we had to order samples and right now we found which like samples we love. So we hopefully think before December first is when. Okay, first... so this is probably gonna drop in November. So yeah, stay yeah. tuned uh, for this. Um, I'll I'll put the um Instagram handle. The it's shop hormonal. The Instagram handle shop hormonal. Okay, you don't even have to share it, but if you want to, yeah, you're so sweet. Going to share it. Um, so yes, I'll share that. Go check it out. It's gonna be so cute. Um, so aesthetic, like all the things. So (laughs) obviously, go follow them. And the best thing you could do to thank them for coming on and taking the time out of their day longer than what we anticipated is to either DM them on balance buyers and let balance buyers, sorry, and let (laughs) them know like what was the takeaway that you had from this. So they're just like we're doing this just talking to each other, but it's like such a nice thing to know, like, oh, like this hit home with you or to share this on your Instagram and tag at Balance Bayers at Crane Angelica. Let us know what you loved about this episode so we could see like what you're vibing with. And so we know that you want them to come back for part, part two, two to talk yeah. about um, cycle phases and how your partner can support you through that and all that. So much yeah. good stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you're sick of us now. You're just going to just wait till part two. <laughs> <laughs> so excited thank you guys so much for coming on and taking the time so glad we finally got our shit together and that you guys are on the show and are going to come back it's going to be so fun so excited thank you so much Corinne this was such a blast thanks for all you do in our space too you're amazing oh thank you so much I love you guys thank you so much for being here if you loved this episode and learned something valuable please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.